Ringer Dish is the place for all things celebrity, from major celebrity moments like the Met Gala and the Oscars, to the weird habits of the stars you love, to refreshers on the biggest tabloid stories from the last 20 years, Ringer Dish has all the vital details. On Tuesdays, catch Jam Session with Juliet Littman and Amanda Dobbins for Royal Family Rumors, Celebrity Real Estate, and Industry Analysis. And on Fridays, listen to Tea Time with me, Kate, and Amelia for lightning fast coverage on pressing celebrity news and gossip. Check out Ringer Dish on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. What's up, everybody? Um... This, can we call this a Prestige TV takeover? I am Rachel Lynn Lindsay. And I am Callie Curry. And we're taking over Prestige TV podcast because we got something to talk about. And that is Insecure. Insecure, new season, season five, highly, highly anticipated. The last season, so technically this is the beginning of the end. That's what this should be called. Um, off the bat, when you watch Insecure, do you watch it live and follow what's going on on Twitter? No, I, I don't watch it live. Um, but this episode made me think what are like the ideal circumstances to watch Insecure? Cause I feel like it changes your experience. Like if you're watching along with social media. Watching along with social media, watching with a group of friends. Like I watched this episode and I watched it the first time alone at night, kind of late, kind of tired. And like I finished the episode and I was like, oh, it was okay. And then my one of my really good friends was like, wasn't that the best episode ever? And was like so hype. And I was like, what? And I was like, what? what you liked it? And she was like, I loved it. It was so good. And I was like, what made you like it? And she was like, well, I watched with like five of my best friends. We had like an insecure party. But like, it made me think, I'm like, that's how you're supposed to take an insecure. Like it's meant to be, especially I think for like black women, it's meant Mm -hmm. to be, watch it with your homegirls. Yeah, I, I watched it like you and I couldn't agree with you more because as I was watching it and seeing how it started off and the friends going to college and the friend group was all together and they were all so hyped to be with one another. I was like sitting in my bed watching it on my computer screen and I was like, this is not, this is not hitting the moment, but I'm so glad that you said it was okay because yeah. that's how I, I thought it was too. I rewatched it and I liked certain things better. But overall, I wasn't like overwhelmingly happy about it. But I also think that they were trying to like take us all back and show us like how they became friends to begin with. So it wasn't what I wanted because I wanted to be like set up for the rest of the season. And I don't feel like that happened. We hope that's not what happened. If this is setting the tone for the rest of the season, we are in for a huge disappointment. I'll tell you, sorry, apologize for the noise in the background. If you listen to me on other podcasts, you know my dogs like to make an appearance on every single podcast. Shout out to Copper and Brownie. Um, We're misbehaving in the background. I... I'm nervous about this season because of what we saw in this episode. It didn't give me enough. We had to wait till the very end of the episode to even see a Lawrence, which I was very disappointed about. But let's start at the top of the episode. So, um, okay, so we start off this episode and we see, okay, we see the we see the group headed to Stanford, you know, for a big reunion. We see Kelly and Tiffany in the car with Molly and her husband. 
Issa flies down there and we're all like kind of picking up where we left off, right? Like what's going to be up with Molly and Issa? Yeah. Will Lawrence make an appearance? Will we see Andrew? Will we see, like there's so many questions that we have, but we start off with the friend group and I was underwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. I also think that the way the show ended last time, like everyone is most invested in what's happening with Issa and Lawrence. So to like not get anything and then at the end they essentially break up and I was like, wait, so what, like even my husband, cause he watched it last night with me again, he was like, so is that a flashback from before? And I was like, no, that's like the most up-to-date thing. They just broke up. And he was like, why'd they break up? How long were they together? I was like, I, I don't know. Hopefully they tell us something. Yeah, no, they got, they got to give us something. Um, I was on the red carpet for the premiere and I was asking, I asked Molly, well, Yvonne, let me call her by her real name. I asked Yvonne, I said, are you satisfied with the way things ended this season? And she kind of looked up and was kind of like, she was about to say no. But then she said, I think the fans are going to be very happy. So that was a good tease because I'm like, well, what does that mean? Does that mean we'll be happy with friendships? Does that mean we'll be happy with love relationships? Does that mean we'll be happy with career-wise where things are going? I'll tell you this though, when we got to Stanford, one of my favorite moments is when they walk into whatever the opening thing is for the reunion and they see that friend. I cannot remember her name who was like mm-hmm. popping it and yeah. was a part of and was a part of whatever rap group they had. And I love that moment because that friend group, Tiff, Kelly, Issa, Molly, no matter where they are, they are always themselves. They are at this Ivy League school majority a predominantly white institution and they are full out being themselves in the middle of this crowd and I was like this is such a beautiful moment and it just reminded me of my friend group yeah I thought there was like I feel like there was certain things that were purposeful like they panned across the room and showed like literally all white people like made sure to let you know (laughs) they went to a PWI um and then they had the girl I can't remember her name either um but then they showed her like just doing her own thing. And then they all go over right. there. Um, I had in one of my group chats, someone was like this. I think Bomani Jones, actually, if you don't follow him, apparently he live tweets because he had some good tweets. Oh, t- um, <laughs> Yeah. But um, people were like, I'm so happy that I went to an HBCU. Um, just because, because of, of that like, moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like their experience, like if they were at an HBCU reunion, like it would be a much different atmosphere. So I I would argue against that. And mainly because I'm being defensive because I didn't go to an HBC. I did not either, by the way. But what I love is that to me, I think the reason I, it was so relatable is because yes, you're at a predominantly white institution, but you always find your people and you yeah. always make the best of the moment. And it doesn't matter where you are and who you're around, you find each other and you act like, like you would if you were at an HBCU. And so for me, I I honestly think it almost makes the relationships that much more deep because there are so few of you and you find one another and you hold on to one another because you need that support as you're going through those four years in school. Did we know that she went to Stanford before last night? She went to Stanford in real life, right? It's a good so- question. <laughs> looking up I feel like I thought that I knew she did because I was like oh she went to Stanford in real life and you know she's got a real name and so I was like oh she's pulling from her real life stuff but I don't know if they've talked about it on the show I just know she did go to Stanford in real life so yeah I don't remember them ever saying it on the show because like when they like when they showed them walking with this when she first they first showed her walking with the Stanford sweatshirt I was like, is she just wearing a Stanford sweatshirt or are they at Stanford? And then like they zoomed out and I was like, oh, they all went to Stanford. I didn't know they all went to Stanford. But also makes sense that like kind of to your point that that you, you find your people no, like in those situations, right? So I feel like they, Melina Masukas was purposely showing us like that is how all of these different types of people became friends because they were each other's support system in this environment. Exactly. Which brings up the question, if they went to an HBCU, would they have all been friends? No. 
Absolutely not. Right. And, no and, and I think that stands out from the way Tiffany was when she saw the, the dancing friend and she was like, mm, no, I'm going to go over here. Tiffany yeah. wouldn't be friends with any of them. No. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which let's talk about Tiffany. Because there was a lot of controversy surrounding. Oh, Lord. Amanda Seals and her character as Tiffany. Because if you guys are, you know, weren't following along on social media or didn't see it in the media, there's this huge debate. And it's kind of honestly still going on. Amanda Seals plays a character that is in a sorority, a real life sorority, though. Alpha, Alpha Kappa Alpha. They wear pink and green. I guess this is the first time. I don't even know if I've even noticed it before that she's really embracing the character and wearing the letters and wearing the color. But she's also on a college campus, so it makes sense. But people were all up in arms because she was wearing actual sorority letters instead of a fake sorority. And it is frowned upon in the Divine Nine to let somebody wear your letters (laughs) when they did not pledge your sorority. Your thoughts? I, okay, first I, I should say I was not in a sorority at all. Okay. Um, nothing against it. I just personally was not. I played sports in college. I feel like it's almost impossible to be an athlete and be in a sorority or fraternity. Or, and, and even if you are in it, you're not fully in it because you don't have the time to be there. So you can mm-hmm. be like, you know, given the letters, but they aren't, you're not really involved. Um, so I was not involved. So I don't know how quote unquote disrespectful this is. But my initial reaction was like, what? It's fake. It's a character in a show. I feel like I would be happy if like an organization I was a part of got this much attention. Like it's it's on like maybe like I can't think of another like black show that is this popular. Maybe I'm missing out on something. But as of right now, I think it's like the most popular black television show on HBO, like I would be hyped to see my letters. So I don't really get why people feel disrespected. And then I was thinking about like in TV shows, they have Marines that wear like badges of things that they've done. Like exactly in, 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 in movies, there's like someone with a purple heart. I don't think people are offended by that. Those things are earned, not saying that letters aren't, but like a purple heart is like, you know, there's like people pretend to be, or pretend act as like the president no one else I haven't seen anyone else get mad about something like this so I feel like it's a very odd thing to be upset about on top of the fact that they weren't disrespectful about AKAs in the show I thought Tiffany represented them like beautifully she didn't even do any wild shit in the show like I don't understand I don't understand the disrespect there wasn't any disrespect thrown I I completely agree with you and I am in the divine nine I'm a delta and which you know Deltas, AKAs. And <laughs> I, there is that sentiment of you do not let somebody wear your letters, but that's more of like Callie and I are kicking it and she's cold. And I'm like, oh, you want to wear my Delta jacket? That's a totally different thing. But like, even that to me, like, I can't wear your jacket for a second. I'm not in public. And, and here's the thing not in public, not because. Do you think that's I a little a crazy? Not because I feel a certain way, because if we go out in public and people are like, oh, you're sore. And you're like, no, I'm not. I'm just wearing the jacket. And there's like, well, whose jacket is that? I would feel a certain way. It's like almost like a like a letterman jacket. I, you know, yeah, like, I would let someone wear my letterman jacket if they were cold. Like, I just don't get it. Like, I, I would understand if someone's like, where, if I wore the jacket and then I posted on social media in the jacket and we're like fronting like I was a Delta. Totally get that. I don't get like why I can't throw on a jacket that ain't mine. I mean, I would never give you the jacket to wear unless you you were like freezing. Freezing. Cold and yeah, it was yeah. Situation. If I was like Jack on the Titanic, I could have your fucking letter jacket. A- absolutely. If that was going to save you. Yes, absolutely. You could have it. Um, but it is. I, I did not have a problem, though, with Tiffany wearing letters for exactly what you said. I, and I said this on higher learning, I would be proud that my sorority was getting recognition and it was being represented on this huge platform with this huge show. I, I'm mad Tiffany's not a Delta. Yeah. I would love for her to be dressed in, in DSC. And Melina brought up, uh, who directed this, this episode, brought up a really good point. Molly's been drinking out of an AKA cup for several seasons and nobody said anything. Oh. Hmm. And I didn't notice that. Me either. Nobody said anything. It's like one person has something to say and everybody else just jumped on it 
absolutely ridiculous. We gotta, we gotta chill out. I, I was thinking like, if I'm Melina, I'm like, shit, I'm, I might, I should have made her a Delta. You know what? Melina, you should have. We wouldn't have complained. <laughs> we would have been saying, ooh, we're represented on right? television. That'll next time, next time she'll get it right. She'll get it right. But I feel like there was no disrespect. She did like no one said anything bad about her being an AKA. Like, you know how people can like joke on people. And I I think people know there's like stereotypes of AKAs and Deltas. Yeah. And so like I could see like Issa writing a joke in there because you could say that Tiffany might fit that stereotype. I am not saying that. I'm just saying she does, that that's though. what people I'll yeah, say that's it. What, she does. Yeah. <laughs> that's what people <laughs> could say. So I could like that wasn't even done. So I'm like, there was nothing disrespectful about AKAs. Absolutely. Absolutely. People just need to chill out. Like that's not what you should have been focusing on in the episode. One of the funny moments, because we see them come together and we're all, you know, coming from season four and coming into season five. It's how are Molly and Issa going to interact with each other? And off the bat, you notice it's a little awkward. It's like one wants to talk to the other. They don't know how to relate. And we see, you know, Molly pull Kelly aside and say, how did you and Tiffany handle your situation (laughs) when y'all were having some beef? And Kelly said one of the funniest things and it could not have been more real. She said, Oh, well, we were fake back before we were back back. (laughs) That is truly the realest thing. I don't know if you ever have had like a a big argument with a close friend. For sure. I I have, and we are still fake back. We are not. How long ago was that? This might be a little embarrassing, but I almost two years. Yeah, y'all might not get real back. (laughs) I've been. (laughs) (laughs) I've been. I've been fake back before, and it's like awkward, and you like. both people are like trying to like overly be normal. And so it's weird. But then eventually like you like, you know, it gels out and things are normal again. But that is what happens with everything. Like any sort Mm of huge. I mean, there's been times with even like my husband where I have like overreacted to something. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards I'm like, fuck, like definitely overreacted to that. So you apologize. And it's still like, awkward for a little bit and then then it's fine. Don't you feel like it depends what the argument was about? Like what was the beef? Yeah. I feel like ours has been two years because it was a trust issue. So the fake back is my trust isn't a hundred percent there. Like I have so much love for you and I want it back, but we're just not there yet. Yeah, for sure. I will. Yeah. I don't know. Like depends on the type of person you are. Like, can you trust her again? I want to. I want to be able to, and I want to say that I'm big enough to be able to put things aside and say, people make mistakes. Let's try again. You know? Yeah. I also think the agree to disagree when that's how you guys end the argument that you're fake back because you both, <laughs> st- you y'all both don't see eye to eye. <laughs> that's so true. I, I don't know if we agree to, like, you can't agree like, to disagree over this. It I, just is what it is. We agree to disagree means like, let's just move on, but you're wrong. But both people feel that way. Absolutely. So. As expected, though, once I, fi- I figured that they were going back to their old stomping grounds, I knew a bunch of fun moments were going to pop up. By far, one of the funniest moments was R.I.P. Kelly. Oh, my God. <laughs> of all, of course. <laughs> of course, Kelly. I, there's got to be some issue with Kelly because she's also one of the funniest characters on the show. Yeah. But Kelly gets to the reunion or whatever it is, and they're going through the program and they're looking at people who are no longer with them. And one of them happens to be Kelly, R.I.P. Kelly. They even do a dedication to her um, at the at the reunion. And they say that she had one of the best stanky legs and in honor of her, <laughs> they play the stanky legs song. And it made me think, what would people say about me? What would they say about me when I go? Is it going to be like, man, she really knew how to hit that D-Town boogie in the Dougie. (laughs) I would hope nobody, that's not the last thing people remember about me. Listen, college was a crazy time. I don't want to know what people (laughs) would say about, I I legitimately don't want to know. I had so much fun in college. I don't think that I could have had more fun without dying. So like, I really, I, I, I just, I just don't need to know what people think or would have said about me. I thought they were nice to Kelly. The stanky leg's not the worst case, you know? But it's also like, um, 
it's very surface level. You know, like she wasn't <laughs> yeah. smart. She wasn't funny. She wasn't kind. She she had a she had a good stanky leg and was allergic to kale. And she was allergic to kale, which is why I thought it was very sweet at the end. It came full circle that her friends, the mm-hmm. ones who know her best, correct at that moment by saying what they would have said if Kelly was no longer with them. I thought that was really sweet. And I was like, that's why we love them so much. Which was essentially a live funeral, right? Which <laughs> I don't know if you watched the preview or the premiere episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, I but haven't seen it. They yet. had a live funeral on Curb Your Enthusiasm. So I was like, wait, really weird that the two shows that premiered on HBO that night both had live funerals in that. Cause like, when does that happen? Not ever. Who was it that had the live funeral at on Curb? Uh, one of Larry's friends hit, was perfectly healthy and he said that he wanted to make live funerals a thing because he was like, don't you just think it's so stupid that they gather all these people around and they say all of these nice things about you, but you're already dead. You don't get to hear any of them. So I'm throwing myself a live funeral where I want all my friends to tell me like what they love about me, what like say nice words, and I'm going to be upstairs streaming it to my bedroom so I can listen to it. <laughs> so it wasn't in a casket or anything. No, just. <laughs> he was up, he, like everyone came in black suits to like a normal funeral and he was upstairs in sweats listening to it on his TV with his girlfriend. <laughs> so when they did it with Kelly, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the second time this is essential. Except for Kelly was right there for it. But similar vibes. I think that's hilarious. I would never want a live funeral. I would never want that. That's awkward. I don't even like when people sing me happy birthday. Okay, Callie. Now we it's might have awkward. our first disagreement. I don't like it. You're sitting there and you're like smiling. It takes too long. And then if you're black, all of a sudden they bust into Stevie Wonder and you're like, is this ever going to end? I don't need two birthday songs. You don't start singing along? I mean, I'm yeah. obsessed you, with my birthday. I feel <laughs> like you have to sing along because you're so <laughs> awkward. You're just like sitting there under candlelight. Like waiting, waiting for the song to end. I, I might, I, there might have been a time or two where I geared it up. Like, are we ready? And a one and a two for my own birthday. No, I'm, I'm obnoxious. With I'm my not birthday. that person. I don't like with my second child. Like I didn't want a baby shower. Like all the attention on you I get freaks that. me out. I will um, take the presents though. I like the presents. You'll take the presents. Yeah. See, I I I could do without the presents. I'm the I'm the opposite way. I want everybody to know. I keep a running list of my head who did not wish me a happy birthday. I'm extremely obnoxious <laughs> when it comes to I that. feel like people to wish me happy birthday though. And don't wish me happy birthday past like 7 p.m. You missed it. You're you Seven? waited too long. 7 no. p.m. If you didn't I think wish I told me you happy, happy birthday, birthday. You all day. No. I think I told you I you'll happy get a, after you'll seven. get a break if you're on the West Coast. But other than that, no. OK, good. That's me. So I made the cut. <laughs> I'm OK. Yeah. West I'm Coast gets like an extra four to five hours. But like, no, get Thank in there you. early. I need a 7 a.m. birthday text. But Actually, this is good to know. Matter of fact, midnight. Set an alarm. Wish me happy birthday. This is good to know. Everybody's different. Every Because, you know, you think it's like a love language, right? You think yeah. everyone feels about their birthday the same way you feel about yours. Not necessarily the case. Um, okay. I'm trying to move on to the episode. It seemed like it was a very quick episode. Not a lot happened. Not a lot of movement. But there was a point where they were all in the car, riding, playing the old jams from the early 2000s. Uh. Such a moment. I think everybody who went to college in the 2000s can relate to that moment. Was it T-Pain? Was dream. That what they were no, the dream. Dream. The dream. Yes. Everyone can relate. They're having a good time. They stop at the convenience store. And maybe maybe this was the funniest moment. For were you expecting this? Did you trust no. this friend? Did you know? Maybe not this, but did you know something was going to be up with this friend? Yeah. She maybe couldn't like last the whole she'd season. She'd start a fight in the club or something like something wild, dance on a table, whatever. Did I think that she was going to rob them at gunpoint? (laughs) No, that was not, that was not what I thought was going to happen. I talked to so many of my friends about this because I was like, I got to be honest, that's not going to make me and Molly make up. A gun in my face is going to be like, (laughs) oh, you know what? That was funny. Let's be friends now. I'm getting back in the car, especially if I'm Molly and I'm the person that got got, like you got your shoes. Nobody wants your shoes. My shoes just got stolen from me as long as well as like probably my purse, my wallet, whatever cash I had in there. 
I'm not in a good mood. That wasn't funny. You know, at first I would have said maybe that that's the case, what you said, but I think I might have reacted that way. It was a very traumatic moment. <laughs> they were there for each other. They went through it together. She couldn't get her watch back, couldn't get her purse back, couldn't get her shoes back. All they could do was just laugh. And it was just so ridiculous and over the top that their homegirl who left them once before to go on tour and dance for, I think it was Sierra. Sierra. Who, who who now says she was dancing for Sweetie, which I don't think that was true now, since we see what happened. <laughs> so she, so she needed some, some money. But she left them before. Now she leaves them again. And this time she takes all their stuff too. And she's like, ain't nothing changed. I just thought, and I'm like, this is a Stanford graduate. <laughs> I, I feel like she never graduated, right? She left to go on tour, but whatever. This is, a, this is an alum. And that I was just a thought lot. it was a funny moment. It was just so over the top that all they could do was laugh. And I think they it was funny it sitting in my comfortable bed watching it at home. But I was like, if I am Molly or Issa, I would get back in the car and be like, hold the fuck up. Like, nah, I need my shit back. I know who stole it. Like, I feel like I would have gone that way instead of being like, ha ha ha, so funny. We just got a gun <laughs> stuck in our faces. Like, nah. Something gonna have to shake. You didn't, you're not gonna stick a gun in my face, take my stuff, and we're just gonna be laughing about it. I, I know see. your name. And maybe and maybe she'll maybe she'll come back. I need to see this character pop up some other time this season. Maybe she's on a reality show and she's wearing all of Molly's favorite things. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's in a music video. Maybe she's on trial oh. for what she did. I don't know, but I, she was funny. I need her to come back. Yeah, I need her to come back. I think a music video would be a great touch. Right, right. You might you might need to be a writer. <laughs> well, you know, if somebody's listening, why not? <laughs> I'll take another job. Why not? Um, but the dream, I think we are. I, I feel like me, you and Issa are probably relatively very close in age. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. One thing I will say about every fucking show of Insecure. The I don't know if you score a television show, the soundtrack for each sure. season. Mm -hmm. Issa is like, I, I mean, fire. Like she yeah. always picks the right songs. So good. And Dream in College was like, like when that song came on last night or two, ni two nights ago, three nights ago, whatever it was, I was fully dancing in my room by myself, <laughs> tired. <laughs> Like it brought back so many good memories of college, which I was like, I like my my first thought when it came on I was like, she's so good. She's this is the perfect song, right? It and was either that or like T Pain and or T Pain, yeah. But because everybody was doing that, you were all piling in the car. Mm -hmm. Somebody was driving, listening to music, getting ready to go to the party, talking about who you were gonna see, who you were gonna dance with. Mm -hmm. You were in your room dancing. I was in my room strutting. Yeah, that's what we did. Yeah, in college. Like Shout out to Delta Sigma Theta. It was yeah. She's so good at it. The dream moment like really brought me back. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. That was probably my favorite moment of the episode. And then then it was followed by the worst moment <laughs> of the episode. How the episode ended. Oh gosh, I did not like that at all. I didn't either. I looked up and I was like, wait, is this happening? Where did Lawrence, when did they get in a car? Where did, I, did I put my head down for too long? I was just like, Lawrence is here all of a sudden. They gave us nothing. It also they been kissed, waiting for a year. They kissed when he picked her up from the airport. And then, yeah, I was like so confused. I'm like, wait, everything was all good when he picked you up. And then even the way they broke up, if I'm Lawrence... Nah, we've been off and on for years. That cannot be how, that cannot be our last conversation. That's not how this ends. I guess he would say that he knew it was coming. Yeah. Right? He probably assumed. Now, I have experienced someone having a baby on me while we were together, which is not quite Lawrence and Issa because they were working, the baby came before they decided to make a go for it and come back around. My experience was we were on a break for about a month. And in that month, he got his ex-girlfriend pregnant, but didn't mm. tell me until the baby was born. 
And it was two months later. And he didn't tell me. I found out through the same friend who introduced us, ended up <laughs> telling me he had a kid. And I, unlike Issa, took him back because I wanted to work it out. Issa said, no. Are you, were you surprised? What did you think Issa was going to say? It took well, this long for them to get back to each other. I had a similar situation as Issa mm-hmm. where it happened before. Um, but we hadn't, we hadn't been dating long enough. So it was kind of both of us genius being like, this is too much for like, you know, it's not going to work. Ended on good terms. Um, I thought, well, let me say this. If I'm Issa and this is who I think is the love of my life, let's work it out. He did not cheat on you with this girl. Yeah. If I'm you, we're done. (laughs) 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 Like you're not going to get a girl pregnant during our break. And by the way, you didn't even tell me. So were you ever going to tell me or was I just going to bump into him like when he was 18 years old? Like when was I going to find out? So, but if I'm Issa, I could work. I could get through that. I could work that out if I wanted to. If you wanted to. And yeah. that's and, and I think that's what's disappointing with me. And and maybe in later episodes, we will see what happened during the time of him finding out versus mm-hmm. when picking her up from the airport. Like maybe there'll be something in between. I'm hoping so, because that just can't be where all this picks picks off. Now at the premiere, I did ask Jay Ellis. I said, is it a girl or a boy? <laughs> or said, do we know? He wouldn't tell me. He wouldn't uh, tell me. He was like, what do you think it should be? Like, what should, what should Lawrence have? And I girl. said, I said a boy. Mm. I said a boy. But I don't really care. I just wanted to know what is it, a girl or a boy? We need to know. Yeah. You know, I was disappointed with both of them in this scene, but I was really disappointed with Issa because back in last season, Lisa's talking to Issa. Lisa, Issa. Issa's talking to her brother who I think is one of the funniest characters yeah, on I love the him. show as well. And she was talking about <clears throat> when she dated Lawrence and she said when she, when he was, um, when she dated him first go around, he was still working on his potential. And now that Condola has him, she gets to be with the finished product mm-hmm. that I'll never forget that. Cause I'm like, that's how I feel about all my exes, right? <laughs> you make them better. I was yeah. like, good luck, Chuck. You make them better for the next person and they get to reap all the benefits while you were there with the struggle years, making them, I, I, I'm being cocky, but I feel like I was making them great, you know? And then the other person gets to experience that. So Issa felt that way. Now here she is. You get the opportunity to experience Lawrence when he's not struggling, when he's in a better place, when he's more mature, you know, he's got this job possibly in San Francisco. And you're just gonna give it all up because Oh, I mean, it's not it's a, it's a big deal. It's 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 not a little thing. But it's not something that he did to you. It's just his a, an addition exactly. to his current circumstance. Exactly. I like that. It's not something he did to her. Yeah. So I don't think he necessarily did anything wrong. I don't either. I mean, he was in a relationship, sometimes in relationships, that happens. And yes, it is up to an Issa or the next woman to decide if she wants to handle that, how she wants to handle that or not. I mean, if the kid was born already, I think that it would have been a little easier for her to accept. Yeah. But because of the way it happened and the timing, I think she's just acting out of emotion. And it'll be very curious to see how she handles it going forward. But I'm very mad that Lawrence did not try harder in that moment. He just, or that was all. very season one Lawrence, was it not? Yeah, yeah. See, he, he folded. The man hasn't changed. No. The man hasn't changed. Since we know this is the last season, will you, for the like end of episode 10, there's 10 mm-hmm. episodes, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of t- episode 10, do you want them to be together or not? Okay. I love this. Yes. Let's go into predictions of what we think is going to happen. I 100% want Issa and Lawrence to be together. And nothing solidified it more for me in season four where they link up again after, what is it? She's got that terrible date and, you know, like they're walking on the street. Their chemistry, their connection, (laughs) their awkwardness, their nerdiness, it's just unmatched. And she will never connect with somebody else in that same way. (laughs) I'm obsessed. I don't know if I've Uh, ever been into a TV couple more 
than I have been for Issa and Lawrence. The way you're talking about them makes me feel like they're like real people. That's how invested in them. Like, forget Carrie and Big. Like, that's such a problematic relationship. <sighs> Issa and Lawrence, I've, I've, I've been there how they were at the beginning. Yeah. I've experienced the infidelity. I've experienced the child coming in midway through the relationship, the struggles, the growing pains that you have when you start off so young, the potential to the finished product. Like, I get them, but when they were together and they were just joking and walking on the street, I was like, I love them so much. They have to be together. Yvonne said we're going to be happy at the end. My happiness involves Lawrence and Issa together. Yeah, I agree. I want them to be together. I think that Issa and Lawrence are like an extremely relatable couple. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's why you like cheer for them. I would not say that it's like, you know, average relatable that someone has a baby on you. But look, we're two people on a podcast and happened to both of us. So maybe it's more relatable than I <laughs> more relatable than I thought. Sadly. Oh my God. It's the norm. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think about that. Um, but I do think they're so relatable. I I obviously Lawrence is attractive, right? But like yes. I don't know what it is. I just really fucking love him. And like Issa has had other, actually Issa has had all attractive men, the girl mm-hmm. who pull for not having a job. Um, <laughs> and he's always my favorite. Like I'm like, always. no, you have to go back to Lawrence. So at, by the end of this season, I think her and Lawrence are together. I think her and Molly are not. That was my, that was going to be my other question. I was going to ask for predictions. What do you think about her and Molly? So have they outgrown their friendship? Yes. And I think that's okay. Some people outgrow your friendship. It doesn't mean you don't love them. Right. Like I think Issa and Molly will always love each other. That doesn't mean you have to force be best friends. Like you can still care about, you can even still call her your best friend, but she's just not who you talk to. Like you have other friends. You guys are going in different directions and they couldn't be going in different directions faster. Huh. I that I agree with everything that you said. I don't know how it would work in that friend group if Molly yeah. and Issa aren't Molly and Issa. Like they can't fake fake, they can't be fake back back. They can't halfway do their friendship. They either have to be all or nothing. Yeah. And if they're nothing, then they're gonna have to hang out separately with Tiffany and Kelly. I think I I am with you. I think they will not be friends at the end of this, but if for some reason they are, it is because Molly gets in a good, stable relationship. Molly needs a man. Yeah. I really feel like that's when she can, when she was with Andrew, I thought that it, it was great when she let herself go, when he reciprocated it because he was, you know, hard up in the beginning. It was good for her. Even though she and Issa were off, I think it was good for Molly. So mm. here's my next question then. Will Molly find a man at the end of this? I want to say, ugh, man, I want to say yes, because I would like, I would love that for Molly. Um, I feel like Issa purposely makes things like very realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and realistically, I think that women that are super career driven and live in LA for some reason get fucked over. Mm. I guess I haven't been in L.A. long enough, nor have I been in L.A. single. So, I yeah, don't know. I just I don't a lot know. of my friends that are in L.A., um, I think it's L.A. and New York, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like women who like put their career first and what I don't know if it's intimidation or whatever, um, unless they got lucky. Um, I don't know if lucky is the right word, whatever, unless they like happen to find someone randomly. Um, and probably not in LA or New York. Um, but other than that, like so many of my friends like find their person later or, yeah. and, and I feel like it has to do with, I don't, that fact. Mm. And so I feel like Issa, I feel like since Issa seems to try to make things realistic, like I just think there's no world where her and Lawrence are together. Her and Molly are best friends. Molly has a husband and they all just like ride off into the sunset. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, and I don't know if I would want it to be picture perfect like that because yeah. that that is not what this show has been. Um, and that's not life. And if art is imitating life, which it really does 
a lot, or life imitates art, however you want to say it, which it seems to a lot in this franchise, then that wouldn't make any sense. Okay, here's my last prediction or what do you think will happen type question. Will we see Issa reconcile with one of her exes? Oh, you mean instead of Lawrence? Instead of Lawrence. Um, the only person I could see that happening with is, what's Kendrick Sampson's character's name? Nathan. And Nathan. I, ugh, boo. He's the only person I could see that happening with because they've kind of gone like in and out. I don't, I don't get it. I was not, you know, maybe I just didn't like that whole season that Nathan was around. And maybe that's what I'm holding against Nathan. I wasn't a big fan of the season. Really like Nathan's accent. Do you? Um, yeah. And I think he's actually from Houston. So it might be real. He is. He is. Um, yeah. I really like his accent. Um, that's about it for Nathan. Um, but I think it's just because I'm like, he's not Lawrence. So like, I think anyone's going to lose. Although I didn't. I dislike Nathan more than I dislike Daniel. Oh, Daniel. Okay. For season. Yeah. No, two, it was Daniel. One, two. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like Nathan at all. I don't like how he left her. I don't like, yeah. I, I think that's too complicated. She's never going to be fully happy. And again, she's never like she is with any of the men. Like she with is Lawrence. with Lawrence. Yeah. And same for Lawrence. When Lawrence was dating like the banker and all of that, it's not the same. It's never been the same. Condola, not the same. No, it I seems asked, like they're each other's person. Yeah. I asked Condola. I said, well, her real name's Christina. I said, <laughs> do people hate you in real life? Don't you? I, I go, you play your part so well and people are so invested in Issa and Lawrence. Do you find it hard to go out in public? And she said, thank God. She goes, she goes obviously, I'm upset about being in the middle of a pandemic. But she goes, the fact that we have to wear masks really helps. She said people come at her. Think about it. Remember when Drew Sedora broke up Melanie and Derwin? That's the last time I was invested in a couple. <laughs> Melanie and Derwin. Remember oh when Drew gosh. Sedora I broke them up? Yeah. We hated Drew. I yeah. told Drew that. I was like, I, it took me a long time to get over you and what you did. And, Je and How um, long ago was Janae, that? Janae, when Janae had the baby. Yeah, that was see? the worst. You see them and you think about that. Poor Condola has to go through the same thing. Yeah, I feel less angry at Condola than I do, like, someone on TV that plays, like, an asshole. Like, I can never get that out of my head. And, like, when I see them in, like, other things, or if I were to see him in the street, I'm like, ugh, he's an asshole. But, like, you forget, like, are they actually? Probably not. Probably not. But I feel like we're going to get more of, I feel like we're going to see a different side of Condola. And I think Kiki plays one of her friends. So I feel like it's going to get messy. Yeah, also from experience, when you're pregnant, you can be crazy. So we are definitely gonna get a crazy version of her. One hundred percent. She's Great. gonna snap. That means that the episodes are gonna get better. So maybe they just gave it to us. This one was a chill episode. Maybe it was setting the not the tone, but just like the lay of the land. I think it was yes. I don't think this episode was bad. I think it was informational. I feel like she they set they use this episode to set it up like this is how this group became friends because it's mm -hmm. the last season. Let us show you where this all began. But and then, this is where they are now. Yeah, and then it ended off with where where what's happening right now. So I think from this point forward, it's gonna go into like real time. We're not gonna relive their college days or anything like that. But I feel like they purposely wanted to let us know how they became, how this group of people became mm -hmm. friends and why they're so close. Okay. And, and you know what? If that's the case, I can accept that. We've been talking for what, almost an hour. And now at this point, I'm like, you know what? I like, now I like the first episode. I'm glad we could talk it out. <laughs> yeah. Because, and, and hopefully people listening to Prestige TV can say, you know what? Now I get it. Now that we've been able to break everything down and understand it, now I'm ready for episode two through 10. I think we're getting 10 episodes. Yeah, I think season. it's 10. Okay, before we go, let's do some some best moments, worst moments this episode. Um, what was your best moment of the episode? Best moment, easily, dr the dream in the car. It like it brought me back to college and gave me like just a really, I love when TV shows make you feel good. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I really felt great like it just gave me a great vibe yeah it took you back yeah so mine's similar because 
best moment for me is when they see the friend dancing and they could care less what's going on around them and they're rapping and they're cursing and they're dropping it. And I'm that I've had that moment when I went to UT. So I, 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 I appreciated that. Okay. Worst moment of the episode. Ooh, I mean, it has to be the breakup, right? It's gotta be Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't fight for her. He didn't fight for her. I think that was the worst moment. There was moments that I didn't care about. And I was like, huh? Like what? Um, like the whole like the Nate, guy they tried to set her up with the Molly guy up with remember oh remember yeah the guy tried, just got and I was divorced. like this is so random this is so yeah, he must is come guy? back later at he first I was back. like are we supposed to know who this guy is like was he on a previous season yeah um, yeah that was random I thought that um the whole name in the tree thing was random I'm not a fan of Tiffany's husband I'm just somebody had to say it <laughs> I just was like <laughs> what was the what was the point yeah I just Every time he was talking, I was just like, no, he didn't yeah. need to be there. It could have just been yeah, the women. Yeah, why was he there? I mean, I guess they like guess go everywhere to together. And he, yeah, I just, it wasn't, it, it was mm-mm. funniest moment. Um, I mean, something with Kelly. Let me think. Kelly, Kelly made me laugh a few times. Um, I think the moment you were talking about when she's telling her about being like fake back and then Tiffany made a joke that wasn't funny and Kaylee or uh, Kelly laughed like really hard and then looked at her and was like, we're still there. We're still working. (laughs) (laughs) You got to make it. Yeah. Two years. I feel Kelly. That was I forgot about that. That was funny. I have to say when their friend robbed them. I thought that was so fun. I was not expecting that when he said her name. Because I was like, why is she overacting? Why yeah. does she? Why won't she be quiet? And then I was like, oh, okay. That was funny to me. All right, last one. Who was the most insecure this episode? Mo- Molly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what we didn't That's talk a- about at all? Since you said most insecure. Um... I thought what Issa said on stage was really real. Like, I'm not sure if I am 100% sure I'm going down the right path. Like, when does anyone ever know that? And like everyone else had like, you know, whatever good answers, I guess. But I was like, no, that's the right answer. No one is ever 100% secure that they're going down the right path. You can be happy. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. happy with the path that I've gone down. But am I 1,000% sure that I've made all of these right decisions? Like, no, you never fucking know. No. And it's okay to not know. And especially at 30. Oh, no, absolutely. And you're right. I'm glad you brought that up too because we don't talk about stuff like that enough. And that moment pointed that out of everybody thinks you're supposed to have these big moments and these big things to say and like your aha moment when you know you've made it and and you're right you never do and I hate it they made Issa feel that way on stage just crickets while she was talking but but you're right it was a big moment (laughs) but I would go with Molly too as most insecure just different she was trying she's she's very insecure about her friendship with Issa yeah I feel like she was and 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 her love life like, I think she was trying to be reassured the entire episode. Mm. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe I would have said Issa, but the way she finished it, she seemed real secure with breaking yeah. up with Lawrence. And I think it takes a secure person to leave a relationship in general. Mm. Um, so, or a relationship that you think isn't serving you. Because yeah. let's be honest, we've all stayed for long, longer than we should have. Yes, girl. Um, oh, yes, we know, Rachel. You told us, <laughs> <laughs> you told us earlier. <laughs> Girl, that story goes. That story goes over five years. It goes on and on. Um, But yeah, so I'm gonna go with uh, Molly. Yeah, I'm gonna steal that answer. Definitely Molly. Um, Wow. You know what? When we started this podcast, I thought, how in the world are we gonna talk about this for an hour? Because this episode really didn't give us anything. But then it did, and that's the genius of Issa Rae because. It was laying the foundation for what's to come. It was establishing friendships. It was giving history. It gave us funny moments. It gave us new characters and it gave us new revelations. And so I'm very curious as to see what's going to happen these next few episodes. And um, I am expecting more, I'm going to be honest, but I think we're going to get it. Yeah, I think we're going to get it, but I'm also going to be 
sad for it to be over. Yeah. I, you know why? Because there's nothing else to fill the void. I know. And I watch an enormous amount of content, like way too much, borderline (laughs) unhealthy. Um, But there isn't anything that like checks the boxes, boxes that insecure checks. Yeah, you're right. So this is an opportunity. If anyone's listening to this, maybe, you know, like a writer or a developer, somebody with like some type of development deal, there is a void to be filled here. And somebody's got to pick up the pieces and pick up where Insecure left off and give us this. We had girlfriends. I was going to say the last time that that there was something like this, I feel like was girlfriends. And there was a huge gap between that Mm -hmm. and Insecure. But I can't think of anything else that gives me that same thing. Yeah. We waited way too long in between. I'm really thinking, I don't think there was anything because we had living single. And we had girlfriends and we have insecure. So there's got to be something you got to, you got to give us. I don't, I also don't know like what Issa has planned. Like, is she going to do another TV show? Is she moving fully into MP? Is she only going to like do development? I don't know, but she's a good writer. So I hope Mm -hmm. she continues to give us something. Yep. Yep. And we'll be watching. Did it? She didn't do a Netflix deal, right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe she did. I don't know, but I would like something. So Netflix, HBO, Showtime, shit, CBS, NBC. I'll I'll turn on <laughs> I'll turn on Fox for you, Issa. Just 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 let me know where it's gonna be. Somebody somebody will do it. It's like <laughs> it's too good. It's too good, and we need it. We need it. Um, so you got time. We got ten episodes to get through. Hopefully, somebody's already working on a deal, and um, <laughs> you know we'll be back on Prestige TV talking about yes. what the newest thing is. You guys, thank you so much for listening, and you know, let us know if you want us to come back for another Prestige Takeover. Adios. <laughs>